Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. Were you aware of the fact that silver prices are low due to paper manipulation by bankers? Yeah, it's true, but guess what? I just did an interview with David Jensen, and Jensen believes the Fed just triggered a terminal run on the silver market because of their printing. We should see a huge demand in coming months for physical silver. It's a perfect time to get your silver IRA started. And this month, you'll get an incredible free three-ounce silver American Virtue coin with a qualified IRA of $20,000 or higher. Call the team right now at 877-646-5347 or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. It's a, a weapon system disguised as telecommunications infrastructure. It's all by design. And in uh, defense of Kanye West, they are all calling him anti-Semitic. But if you'll notice, nobody's calling him a liar. So let that sink in. Just follow the money. Hey, guys, Sean from SGT Report here. That was artist and journalist Victor Hugo. No, not the French poet and author of Les Miserables, but Victor Hugo, the journalist trapped in the Republic of Georgia. And friends, in this one, the second question I ask Victor is, is he a spook? And boy, do things get interesting from there. He's a truth teller, to be sure. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. So did you know that silver demand will exceed supply again this year? By a large factor. Silver is one of the most useful industrial metals out there, and demand is soaring amidst the green new agenda. Electric cars, solar panels, iPhones, it all requires silver. There will also be future demand in the field of nanotechnology, the food industry, and printed and flexible electronics. You heard that right. Demand will increase by at least 50% by 2030. There's no better time to invest with Noble Gold than right now. Noble Gold Investments will walk you through the entire process and will take you no more than five minutes to open a gold or silver IRA. And this month, you'll get a three ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of 20 grand or higher. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Hey friends, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's Sean from sgtreport.tv and sgtreport.com and of course the phaser.com where you can stun them with truth. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. It's fantastic to have you back. I've got a bit of a challenging conversation here. I think you're going to enjoy the heck out of it. I have self-described modern art gonzo journalist Victor Hugo on the line. He was just interviewed by my friends Hope and Tavon. You guys can see that interview over at the phaser.com. Bodies scanned at airports for proof of vax. Fake passports won't work. It's a gripping two-part conversation. And Victor Hugo, not the guy behind Les Mis and Hunchback of Notre Dame, the other Victor Hugo joins me right now. How are you, Vic? Doing fine. God bless you, Sean. Hey, man. Thanks for coming on. And uh, I know that you are coming to us from the Republic of Georgia, right near Russia and Turkey. And as I typed into Google right before you hopped on, and by the way, we've had a 15 minute, really intriguing conversation as I begin to understand the background of my guest here. Uh, I didn't know him prior to him being interviewed by Hope and Tavon, and I consider that quite an endorsement. I really like Hope and Tavon, but I've gotten to know you better. And it turns out that when you type into Google, where is the Republic of 
Well, Google will fill in the rest for you if you're me. Where is the Republic of Georgia? <laughs> I've never typed that in before, but Victor, that's what happened. Could it be that they were listening to me, listening to you in the interview with Hope and Devon? I don't know. I'm just uh, saying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I right. think so. Well, what in the world are you doing in the Republic of Georgia? And are you indeed trapped there because T-Mobile wants you to upgrade your phone to 5G and you refuse to do so? Are you trapped in the Republic of Georgia? Can you get home? Do you want to get home? I am and I do. And it's kind of a long story, but I'll give you the cliff notes to it. Essentially, you could see behind me right there. That is a graphic novel series that I created in the United States titled the story of the crackhead Jesus trials, which is based on the uh, court case presided over by Judge Donald W. Hefiel, who you may know as the judge who presided over the Jeffrey Epstein case in Florida, where he got the sweetheart deal. And uh, essentially, I just stumbled onto the reality that we're all living right now, that the justice system is broken and that it's corrupt from top to bottom. I realized that there was judge shopping and that the uh, lawyers bar association had no oversight. So I thought that was pretty uh, dangerous in a death penalty state that the person who sets the minimum standards for competency and ethics in a death penalty state answers to no one. He's like the uh, supreme leader of Iran. And I figured if this person is an atheist and is doesn't believe in God, then we're in trouble. Anyway, uh, I told the judge that he was corrupt to his face. He didn't like it. He told me that I couldn't talk about or write about or use his name or likeness to tell the story that I knew. And uh, he also doubted my name. My birth name is Victor Hugo. And so right off the bat, as soon as I met him, he, um, he adjourned the court until I brought in my birth certificate to prove that that was in fact my name. So I told him, I said, you should recuse yourself because right off the bat, you're already assuming that I'm a liar. And by the way, I was pro se. I was doing this to show the world that you're better off being represented by yourself than with these corrupt lawyers who work with the judges. They quite literally flip a coin before going to court to decide your destiny. And um, you've had guests on your show who are pro se. So yeah, I mean, you can do it yourselves, people. Um, and so I was just trying to, I, I was making an art project out of this, out of the Crackhead Jesus trials, which, by the way, for those of you who are not familiar with it, um, Crackhead Jesus is a true story of a guy who got high on crack, went to work, got on his desk, and proclaimed to all his employees that he was the new Messiah and that they were now his disciples. So anyway, he happened to be a tenant of mine. So anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to make this long story short. The law firm that I hired, Condi and Cohen, in uh, Boca Raton, um, they told me, they said, oh, my God, this is interesting. You're hiring a Jewish law firm to evict Crackhead Jesus. That's how the name Crackhead Jesus came about. Anyway, once they got the key back from uh, Crackhead Jesus, the lawyer, Aaron Cohen, moved into the property. And I was about to fire them because um, it actually like it was a nightmare. So he looked at me and he goes, hey, listen, uh, um, uh, I said, what, what did you do moving into the property? He goes, well, I figured you wouldn't mind. Uh, I just moved in. And uh, I said, well, you've created a conflict of interest because I was getting ready to fire you, but now you're my tenant. So I need you to evict yourself. And after you evict yourself, you're fired. And he goes, no, can't do that. That's a conflict of interest. I said, exactly. 
So anyway, he tells me, and this is where I learned about the litigation vortex and uh, uh, how you can have a legal mafia and, and legally extort people, which is what they're doing now with Alex Jones, taking him through these court cases and suing him for like trillions of dollars. It's all yeah, just a I know. game. You now know? they're coming after Kanye West, too. Yeah. So they did that to me on a, on a, on a smaller level. And so I said, uh, um, he goes, well, listen, this is your option. You can either let me move in without paying first, last and security. And I can represent you in any cases that you have. And I said, well, listen, I'm not getting sued. So I don't need you on retainer. I'm, you know, I'm a small businessman. I don't need you full time. So long story short, I created uh, uh, the graphic novel series behind me based on the crackhead Jesus trials. And it was banned and censored in the United States. So in peaceful protest, I moved to live in China. Uh, I'm the founder of the modern art music movement, the uh, fusion of art, music, film, fashion, literature, and education, fostering peace, love, and compassionate wealth worldwide. So I was offered the opportunity to exhibit my art at Art Canton 2019 and to live there on a 10-year business visa. So uh, I, I wanted to let the United States of America know that, hey, listen, we're heading into communism. They're banning and censoring art. And uh, if you guys don't do something about this, then we're in trouble, which is what we're in right now. So anyway, when I moved to China, I was able to hold forums about free speech and uh, censorship. It was the first time. And I had to meet with advisors to Xi Jinping in order to do that. So when I was living in China, uh, this was in 2019, the Wuhan virus actually broke out around September 11th of 2019. And it all goes by numerology. It's all like numbers are very important in what's going on with this because this has been planned for years anyway uh, uh they have these firewalls in china so i couldn't get this information out there's no google there's no youtube there's no facebook there's no twitter there's no instagram in china and they were checking my uh, um emails i know that they were checking it because the girl that i was uh, dating at the time she freaked out because they called her into her office and they were like look you know your boyfriend can't be sending these these emails. So anyway, um, that's why I wasn't surprised with you with the whole Google thing today, Sean. But anyway, uh, um, what happened was I was told that my life was in danger by the Chinese who told me they know so much about what's going on. They knew that Fauci was involved in the development and that Obama was involved and that the um, bioweapons actually came from outside of China before being brought in there. And uh, um, they were told that if I stayed in China, I wouldn't be able to go to the U.S. Embassy for help. If they wanted to inject me with whatever they wanted to, I was at their mercy. So I received a letter from the U.S. State Department, an email, actually, and they told me that I had 48 hours to escape and that if I didn't leave, they wouldn't be responsible and that they couldn't help me should anything happen to me. So I left everything behind. I had like all my works of art there. I had everything. I was planning on living there for 10 years. So I, I escaped two hours before the last border closed on the day that the Wuhan virus whistleblower, Dr. Lee Win Lang died. And then when I uh, arrived in the Republic of Georgia, the only place that was open and accepting flights from China at that time was Istanbul, Turkey. So I, I made it to Istanbul. And then I had an individual who pretended to be uh, um, an ally of mine. It turns out he was actually a handler. And his name is Hui Ping Wang, which is basically like John Smith in the United States. It's a very common name. So what they were doing was they were offering me the opportunity to go on television all over Europe 
and the United States to let people know that don't be racist against the Chinese. It wasn't the Chinese people and uh, that the virus didn't come out of Wuhan and all this stuff, which I knew was a lie because I was living there and I saw what was going on. So anyway, the, the first television show that I went on in the Republic of Georgia was live. And so I spoke the truth. I told the people that it wasn't the end of the world, but it was the beginning of the end of the world as we know it. And this was in February of 2020, after China had already seeded the world with over five and a half million people flying out of Wuhan airport. So um, obviously they thought I was crazy. You could tell the the interviewer was like, what is this guy talking about? It's the end, it's, the world will never be the same. So anyway, the uh, uh, Huaiping Wang got mad at me. He goes, hey, listen, you weren't supposed to say that stuff. I said, listen, I'm not in China anymore. I can say whatever I want. I'm a US citizen, I have free speech. So then they offered me the opportunity to start selling, when I say they, I mean Huaiping Wang put me in contact with the owners of the uh, personal protective equipment manufacturers, the mask manufacturers, and even was telling me that there was uh, vaccines on the way. So I was like, wow this is really weird. This stuff seems planned. And uh, I was supposed to go to the Czech Republic, to um, to France, to Belgium, to Holland, England, Germany, and back to the United States, just going on television and telling everybody that, you know, everything was okay. And then selling the uh, equipment and masks to everybody from Governor uh, Newsom in California to any hospitals around the world that would buy from me. I was going to be the rep but uh, um, I realized that something wasn't right because I asked him, I said, listen, give me some information. This, this, how am I the luckiest guy in the world that all of a sudden I'm going to be like super famous and I'm going to be the hero saving the world with all this personal protective equipment? Um, anyway, then I realized that this whole thing was a scam. And uh, he told me that if I didn't do it, that somebody else would because I told him I wasn't going to go to the Czech Republic. I wasn't going to be going on television and telling lies. and. Uh, um, then I had my life threatened and uh, they started giving me death threats. And I sent all this stuff to the U.S. State Department. I've even written letters to uh, President Donald Trump, to Ambassador Kelly Degnan, to um, the Department of Homeland Security and everything. They have all that information. So, But that's when I started realizing that something wasn't right because I was like, wait a minute. As a matter of fact, when I escaped, I got a phone call from CBS News 60 Minutes producer in New York. And we spoke for two hours. And I told them everything and they never aired the segment. So that's when I was like, wow, this is amazing. So the news is in collusion with this. The U.S. government is in collusion with this. I'm like, this is really big. Um, of course, nobody believed me. I was going on LinkedIn and YouTube and I was creating a visual a video diary of what was going on. And uh, I got banned from all those social media platforms because I was allegedly being racist and I was spreading misinformation. And I was like, give me a break, man. I mean, so anyway, that, that's when I knew that the social media was involved in all this. So it was really weird. It was really organic in how I was finding this stuff out. And uh, it was kind of bizarre because I was watching this uh, uh, um, avalanche coming and everybody else was kind of like in a dream state. And even my own family has disowned me and um, I've been blacklisted. And uh, what was interesting was when I was living in China, like I said, this Kui Ping Wang, they told me everything. They said that this uh, uh, um, 
Wuhan virus was going to be used to um, steal the 2020 election and all that stuff. And I was really shocked at how much the Chinese knew about what was about to happen. Well, Victor, can we just stop it right there at this moment in time as it pertains to China being in on it, Fauci being in on it, the CDC, the FDA, Pfizer, Moderna, they're all in on this bioweapons program. And in this interview, we're also going to talk about the fact that 5G is a weapons system. Before I hit record, I asked you straight up, are you or have you ever been a spook, meaning involved with intelligence agencies of any sort? And you said something super interesting. And guys, the reason I bumped on that is because Victor is a self-described modern art gonzo journalist. Well, I'm no fan of Hunter S. Thompson, given (laughs) his ties to pedo circles. And also, you are a cultural ambassador through the modern art music movement, which reminded me of the U.S. State Department's Art and Embassies program, which also has issues, I believe, with child trafficking around the world masked as art. You responded in a very interesting way, very candidly, and said that you were being groomed for the deep state when you were at the U.S. Naval Academy, along with Carter Page, just set the stage for people so they understand. Are you now involved with any intelligence agency at all, or are you free of that apparatus in the deep state to speak the truth candidly? I am not involved with any intelligence agency in any part of the world, and I am free to speak. And I speak without fear, even though I have been uh, threatened I do believe in God and I wear the armor of God at all times. And so I'm not afraid to speak out. And uh, uh, I attended the um, class of 93 with uh, Carter Page. That's how I knew that that whole Russian collusion thing was a bunch of BS. And I was a whistleblower at the U.S. Naval Academy. And uh, I witnessed the sexual assault of a female midshipman. And I was ordered to kill my roommate, Thomas Fallow. And I uh, went ahead and told the truth. And I also didn't kill my roommate. So they saw me as a valuable asset because I was able to stand up to those that were in control. But they wanted to have me lie. And they offered me the world. They were going to put me in that young um, leadership program that uh, Justin Trudeau and others have been involved in. World Economic Forum, Young Leaders, Global Leaders. Uh And mind you, I was 19 years old, so all this stuff was kind of overwhelming because I was in a, in a top-secret meeting at the Naval Academy with uh, Vice Admiral uh, Virgil Hill and several people from Washington, D.C., and they were offering me the world. They were saying, listen, you know, if you just go ahead and, and we're not asking you to lie, but we're just asking you to say that you didn't see anything, which was essentially the same thing because I did. I witnessed the whole thing. So um, I, I, I didn't because the thing is when I was – there, the indoctrination was, I will not lie, cheat, or steal. And it was became my mantra. And it still is. Like, literally, it, it, it was put into my head. So I thought it was weird that they would want me to lie. Anyway, I didn't. And they were very mad at me because they said, listen, you know, we can groom you to be a congressman and then a senator. And who knows? You may even be president of the United States. They well, said, and by the way, isn't that exactly yeah. what happened to John McCain, who also came through the U.S. Naval Academy? Yeah. And, and I didn't ever trust John McCain. And you could look this up, by the way. I ran for president against John McCain and Barack Hussein Obama. And the fake news media uh, mocked me as a dark horse presidential candidate. But the reason why I ran for president was because I was trying to raise awareness about uh, 
the corruption with John McCain and his involvement in September 11th with the Pentagon, and also about Barack Hussein Obama, who I knew was known as Bathhouse Barry, and this guy came out of nowhere, and as it turns out now, he's like the biggest traitor. So anyway, um, they wrote about me in a New York magazine and also in Iceland. You want to hear something interesting, though? You want to hear something interesting about Bathhouse Barry? Barry Sotero, right? Barack Hussein Obama. The same bathhouses in Chicago frequented by Jeffrey Dahmer. So you want to talk about deep state and cutouts. I mean, it's all satanic to the nth degree and they're all in on it. But uh, you can't make that up. No, as a matter of fact, a lot of the serial killers are former military. Is that right? Well, and you knew a serial killer, too, didn't you? You were telling me about that before I hit record. Yeah. Um, And that all that's part of the graphic novel series and the film that I made, uh, Crackhead Jesus, the movie, I was an elected official in North Bay Village, Florida, near Miami Beach. And uh, I had the highest constituency there. So I was constantly being offered bribes. That's why I ended up resigning because I was like, man, this is like ridiculous. It's really tough to be an honest uh, um, elected official in the United States, at least. I don't know the rest of the world. But I ended up uh, having a relationship, a friendship with um, this uh, serial killer spinal surgeon. His name is Dr. Charles C. Edwards. I've been uh, open about this for years. And I asked him why he was confessing to me uh, the murder of one of his tenants. I went up to him and I asked him, I said, listen, I've got this crackhead who thinks he's Jesus. I'm trying to get him out of my property and he won't leave. He goes, oh, just do what I did. He goes, I just uh, uh, I had a tenant who was a crackhead. I went to the door. I knocked on the door. As soon as he opened it, I grabbed him by the throat and I threw him out the window. And uh, I was like, wow, are you serious? He goes, yeah. I go, I'm not going to kill this guy. So anyway, he told me, he goes, Victor, you can always get away with murder in the United States because you can count on cops being overworked, underpaid and lazy and lawyers being greedy. And so, oh, but that's them, so true. I, I hate to interrupt, but, uh, you know, yeah. I really want to get through this material and uh, we only have an hour. So you can continue with that. But you know where that's so true now in the hospitals because of the CARES Act in the PrEP Act. Now you got yeah. white coats getting away with murder. So that serial killer was right. But now they've made it even easier. Even your good old neighborhood doctor can kill you with remdesivir and get away with it. And that's the thing, man. He, he told me about this great culling plan. And I, he told me that the uh, hospitals would be used as killing fields and that the big pharma would be a part of it. So the great culling has been planned for years. And apparently the uh, medical industry, they have their people on the inside. This guy works for uh, Mercy Hospital in Baltimore area, and he's known as a philanthropist. Um, they wrote about him in People magazine. So a lot of these people like Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates, the world sees these guys as heroes and philanthropists, but they're actually psychopaths. And the thing is, they're so intertwined with the corrupt justice system and with the fake news media. As as a matter of fact, he used to be a ghostwriter for the Washington Post and other uh, newspapers in the Washington area. When I went there with my information, I said, listen, you know, you guys have a a serial killer on the loose in your area. None of them wanted to touch the story. And I've documented all this stuff because I've been been keeping a diary of my world on canvas and on video. Um, Anyway, one of the things that was interesting, and you can look this up, just to show you how these serial killers think. He told me, actually, 
he used to own Kiwi Airlines. I don't know if you remember Kiwi Airlines, but it was the only airline that was ever shut down by the FAA because they claimed that the airplanes were ready to fall out of the sky. And so the way that these serial killers think is if an airplane falls out of the sky, the CEO of the company doesn't get arrested. But if the CEO ends up making it so that the mechanics don't fix the planes, planes properly, the guy knows that eventually the airplanes are going to fall out of the sky and he'll be sitting in his office with the cigar and his brandy going, wow, I just killed 300 and some people. You just described the psychopathic nature of our entire system as it relates to big pharma and pharmacia and Albert Borla sitting in his big leather chair in his office smoking a cigar as people around the world drop dead from his vaccine, a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. So I think it's really important that we have this conversation, too, about 5G. It is a weapons system. So in that interview with Tavon and Hope, you say that the airport scanners are now scanning passengers for luciferase at the airports. And your thesis is this is all part of the UN Agenda 2030 DPOP plan with China leading the way with a social credit score technology. I completely vouch for that, which is now being introduced into Western cultures using the COVID pandemic as a means of worldwide distribution, followed by a means of global implementation, which I would have thought was 5G. So let's talk about the 5G component. I just interviewed Todd Callender, who says researchers on his team have discovered that cesium-137 is in these vaccines. And of course, Karen Kingston has said nanotech, biotechnology, parasitic life forms that also react to EMF are in these vaccines. So when we talk about 5G, we have to talk about the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine because the two are working together in tandem as part of this Depop plan, aren't they? Yeah. And I found this out when I was actually living in China. Um, again, the reason I met with so many people who were uh, advisors to Xi Jinping was because as an artist talking about free speech and exhibiting the modern art gods like journalism that I was exhibiting, nothing goes through without it being okayed by Xi Jinping, allegedly. So I constantly was meeting with, with advisors to Xi Jinping. And that's how I know that there's a lot of white hats within the CCP because they were sharing information with me. Uh, and they really love the United States, man. I can tell you, like, the world loves the Constitution and the freedom. And the U.S. is the beacon of hope. So I just want to let uh, my brothers and sisters in the U.S. to know that the world is praying for us everywhere, from China to Russia and we're going to get through this, but we just have to um, keep doing what Sean is doing and others and waking the masses up. I mean, this is very important that we uh, share this information in this day and age where uh, th there's an information warfare. But anyway, to get to the point, what happened was I stumbled onto these stories, by the way. That's why it's called modern archives of journalism. I don't go out looking for these news, you know, like I didn't choose to be stuck here. I got stuck here because they closed the borders and now I'm I'm stuck here and and it's I didn't choose this. A lot of people think I'm here as a traitor. It's like, no, uh, this is my destiny. Anyway, uh, um what happened was I got a, a message from T-Mobile stating that I had to get a 5g phone and i said well listen i can't because i'm in near russia and uh, uh, the borders are closed and if i have to go back home i'd have to take a vaccine and a pcr test and i'm not going to do it just to get a, a 5g phone i don't need it i'm in a developing nation there's not even 
some places 3G here. And all I need it for is to receive text messages so that I can confirm my identity whenever doing business to enter into websites or enter into banking accounts or whatever. So I realized then that what T-Mobile was doing was they were bullying, extorting, strong-arming, and uh, really forcing their customers to get these 5G phones, even when they didn't need it. So I contacted the CEO, uh, Mike Sievert, and I said, hey, listen, man, I've got a situation where you guys are putting my life in danger because you're forcing me to get a 5G phone and you want me to take the, the vaccine to go back home to, to do this. I'm not going to do this. I said, all I need is my 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 uh, text messaging service to work, which is like beeper service. You don't need 5G for text messages. Anyway, when I sent them the reports that I had found out about how how 5G, the people entrusted to uh, uh, install that are like really incompetent. And then I was like, wow, how, how did Mike Seaver get this contract with the US government? It's a, a weapon system disguised as telecommunications infrastructure. And it's an experimental weapon system. So I was like, who is this guy? Anyway, uh, he blocked me rather than helping me out and saying, okay, look, here we got a veteran American refugee who needs help. Uh, let's just turn on the text messaging. And then what ended up happening, and the reason why this is important for everybody, is because if it can happen to me, it can happen to you. If you are not able to use your text messaging, you may not be able to get into your your bank accounts and you may not be able to conduct business. Yeah, that's right. Because so many of these companies are now demanding third, uh, what do they call it? Yeah. Third factor authorization, yeah. right? You get that exactly. through your cell phone if you want to access yes. your accounts. Can I, I want yes. to point something out very interesting and coincidental. We'll call it a coincidence. Are you familiar with the former FCC chair, Tom Wheeler? Yes. The man was foaming at the mouth to fast track 5G to hell with the safety studies. It's too damned important, in his words, too damned important to get bogged down with bureaucracy and safety studies. We need to fast track it because billions, tens of billions of dollars are on the line. Does that sound like a guy who cares about you or your family or your health? I don't think so. Now, here's the ironic part, the coincidence. Mike Sievert, the CEO of T-Mobile. Well, what is a Sievert? Sievert is the unit for the dose of radiation that affects the human body. I think that's a pretty big coincidence. We'll leave it there. It's probably just a coincidence that that guy is the head of T-Mobile. What say you, Victor? See, as soon as I found that out, I thought that it was more than just coincidence because there are no such thing as coincidences. It's natural law. What they do is they put it in your face And if you accept it, so be it. The whole thing is satanic. This is a depopulation plan. There's nothing uh, uh, godly about this. It's actually the Antichrist. They're trying to bring back the Antichrist. And I'm not being exaggerated. This is something that uh, those people who know what's really going on understand that they study the Bible. And for years, they've been planning this depopulation plan. And the people that they have involved in this are usually compromised. They're blackmailed. So I immediately, when I saw that his name meant exactly what it is that they're doing to us, I was like, wow, this is more than just coincidence. Is anybody looking into this? And then recently I found out that he, Mike Sievert, has just teamed up with Elon Musk. And I've been on the fence with Elon Musk, and I don't mean to burst anybody's bubble, but I'm not one to just blindly follow people because, like, for example, in Russia, Elon Musk is seen as a superhero. Um, but it just seems odd to me that he just bought out Twitter and everybody's thinking, wow, this is great. We're going to get free speech back. But the thing is, 
correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, by him purchasing Twitter and making it private, doesn't that exclude him from SEC regulation? And now he can really, if he wants to ban and censor anybody asking questions like what I am, like, you know, what are you doing hooking up with Mike Sievert to now make the uh, uh, the technology with Starlink and bypassing the 5G towers? And to me, especially with what you said about uh, Calendar, if they're putting nanotechnology in our system has been proven by uh, La Quinta Columna in Spain, um, then now they can just use Starlink to kill you from anywhere in the world or to control you like Hope and Tavon showed the videos of the uh, uh, spinning vac syndrome. Yeah. So to me, that's raising all sorts of alarms. and People need to look into this. Yeah, and we will. We definitely will follow this story to wherever it takes us. And Elon buying Twitter is a good thing. I do believe there are white hats or gray hats mixed in with all of the black hats that clearly want to destroy our nation, people like Joe Biden and Barack Obama. Cutouts that were trained, some of them, at the U.S. Naval Academy, including John McCain and I guess Carter Page. So we will play this out. But one of the things I bump on as it pertains to your thesis of Starlink being used as the mechanism to essentially control populations who have received the vaccine is that the 5G ultra wideband network signal can only go about 1500 feet. So whether or not you believe in satellites, and I brought guests on that don't, believe me, they're all hot air balloons, they believe. Satellites (laughs) on balloons, regardless. I'm not sure how 5G as a weapon system could be effective if it's that high up in the air. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know enough about that to answer that. My job is uh, really just to bring this awareness out to the public so that those who do know can answer that question for you, Sean. I don't I don't want to. Well, I appreciate that because I don't know either. I don't know either. And I'm not about to throw Elon out the baby with the bathwater right before November 8th, because if he's going to help us have free and fair elections, I'm all for it. Then we'll go from there. But I'll tell you what, the CIA alive and well, they're going to frame me, says 29-year-old stablecoin innovator found dead after tweeting about CIA and Mossad pedo operations in Puerto Rico. I'll click on this here so you guys see this. This is fresh news. Nikolai Muchigian, if I'm saying that right, I'm probably not, uh, said he was going to be killed by the CIA for what he knew or believed to be going on in Puerto Rico. The 29-year-old stablecoin inventor, BitShares contributor, and DAI architect, MakerDAO co-founder, has died in San Juan, Puerto Rico, five days after MakerDAO community approves custodian partnership with Coinbase. Rest in peace, Nikolai. It's being said that he was swept out to sea right behind a hospital. He had tweeted that the CIA and Mossad and pedo elite are running some kind of sex trafficking entrapment blackmail ring out of Puerto Rico and Caribbean islands, adding, they're going to frame me with a laptop planted by my ex-girlfriend who was a spy. They will torture me to death. Now the man is indeed gone. The question is, as Zero Hedge notes, what say you folks? Just another coincidence? I'm coming back to you, Victor. I just wanted to make the point. We know about Epstein Island. That happened to be in the Caribbean, Little St. James. We know about Ghislaine Maxwell. How come none of these people said to be doing business with uh, Ghislaine and Jeffrey Epstein None of those names ever came up. I know I never saw any of those people hauled into court like Alex Jones. The justice system, like I said, needs an enema. It's corrupt from top to bottom. When I uh, confronted Judge Donald W. Hafeel with the um, 
fact that he was corrupt, he told me that I couldn't talk about or write about what I knew. So I created these works of art so that future generations can understand how we got to this moment in time. Um, we have to collectively uh, uh, rise up against this cancer that is deep rooted within the United States. And if we don't solve this problem together, Essentially, we're going to enter into the dark ages where um, children are going to be abused. I mean, who wants to live in that world? You know, that's why there's such a high rate of suicide right now, because these these children are, are realizing that their adults have have let them down. It's really sad. Um, by the way, Sean, I just want to thank you because uh, you served as a uh, example to the lie to generation to not live with fear and uh, to realize that we're all protected um, in this day and age with the armor of God. So I've had a, a knife to my throat and a gun to my head. And I was told that if I talked about or wrote about what I knew when I was at the Naval Academy, that I would be uh, thrown overboard on an aircraft carrier, or that I would be thrown into the engine of a F-14 fighter and then just swept over the side of the uh, aircraft carrier. And my parents would receive a folded flag and told that I died an honorable death and service. But uh, I'll tell you, I, I didn't feel fear when I felt that sharp knife on my throat or the uh, cold uh, um, barrel on the side of my head. And I've, I'm, I'm living now in an extraordinary life knowing that God protects me. And you know what? We're all going to die. So uh, don't live in fear and just continue to do the right thing. So I appreciate what that man did and whether or not the CIA, uh, uh, he, they didn't kill him. Uh, a man cannot take life from God. God has destiny for all of us. So if you live in fear, you're not going to live your destiny. Just go out there and live. If you're a whistleblower right now, is a time for whistleblowers to speak the truth, to come out, to realize that however much they're paying you, it's not worth it. So I just wanted to thank you, Sean, because you're 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 an inspiration to so many people to not live in fear. God hey, man, you. thank you so much. I, I'm just one guy sitting at my computer in my home, a guy who's been married for man going on 30 years here, got uh, four children, one of whom's on the spectrum, as I shared with you. Uh, and we all have our battles in this world. Every single one of us. I just talked to a friend, a, a really I somebody I considered a close friend who uh, just told me that uh, he and his wife have split up. And I thought they were just a fantastic couple and they have two little kids. And this man had done everything within his power to build a family, to give this woman a home that he built with his own hands. And now they've split up and she's living in a townhouse. And it's just, I think it's very, very sad because everybody has got a cross to bear right now. It might be putting food on the table. It might be putting a roof over your head. It might be your mom or your dad are up in age, and now you're the primary caretaker for somebody at the end of life. This is tough stuff, man. It might be that you have a child on the spectrum who can never get beyond 10 or 11 years old intellectually. It's very tough stuff. So let me ask you this. You and I both know wars being waged against humanity. How, in your view, does this end? Because right now we have pure bloods versus death-jabbed people. And the death jabbed people, if they got one of the vials that were truly poisonous, and I'm hearing that might only be one in five vials, these people are dropping dead. They're dropping dead as pilots. They're dropping dead as athletes. They're dropping dead as young women and men otherwise fit. 
how does this end? Because you and I both know Albert Bourla and Pfizer and Moderna and the FDA and the CDC and Fauci, the whole apparatus is in on this. And we've yet to see one perp walk. We've yet to see this bioweapon pulled from the market. How does this end, Victor? I don't know if you're familiar with Cliff High, but yes, I've had him on. I have been uh, um, in agreement with what he has been seeing that in the not too distant future, those people who are following the money and realizing who's really been behind all this, they're going to end up suffering uh, um, really um, street justice. And uh, you've already seen examples of it with uh, people who were doctors or in the pharmacy given these death jabs uh, being confronted by people who are very upset and rightfully so. And since the justice system is not doing its job, I do believe that we're going to start seeing some street justice and and it's going to get really ugly. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm getting ready to do a report on pogroms because uh, that's about to happen. And, uh, you know, Kanye West is really bringing that information to the forefront and making people follow the money and seeing who controls the media, who controls Hollywood, who controls the central banking system. And you know what's interesting? I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt, but I just have to when I have something hit my soul, I got to interrupt and just say, you know, what's interesting about that? Yay is saying things and he's not getting a fair shake by the whore mainstream media. All they say is that he's anti-Semitic, but they won't say what he said, which is if you question these people, they will destroy your career. And what's happened to him? They are destroying his career. So it's a little bit like when Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for the Packers, spoke out against getting vaccine jabbed as a quarterback. He didn't want it. It was experimental. He knew it. And he said he didn't feel that he needed to take it. And the whole apparatus, the mainstream whore sports media threw him under the bus and called him a selfish player, called him despicable, ad hominems left and right, same thing being done by Ye. And one final thing as it pertains to the people that control this world. Everybody, remember I just said everybody's got a cross to bear? Everybody's cross to bear is due to these same people who control the world and are trying to turn this Eden into hell. We have toxic vaccines, toxic GMO food, toxic fluoridated water, toxic skies. What else? Constrained supply chains. Now we've got drought, throughout the United States of America and around the world, these people are unrelenting, Victor. It's all by design. And in uh, defense of Kanye West, they are all calling him anti-Semitic. But if you'll notice, nobody's calling him a liar. So let that sink in. Just follow the money. That's all people have to do is follow the money. Who paid for the Mao revolution? Who paid for the Bolshevik revolution. Who's paying for these wars that people are are needlessly dying in? It's the central bankers. Who owns the central banks? Who owns the Federal Reserve? I mean, once people wake up to that and we create sound currency, then everything is going to flow the way that it was intended to flow. Because God didn't create us with credit cards. God didn't create us with birth certificates or social security numbers. That's all enslavement. And uh, people don't understand that we're not free. We're enslaved, but we can be free. And in order to be free, it's shows like yours, Sean, that are waking people up to the truth. So again, I, God bless you, man. 
Well, thank you, sir. And uh, you can tell us how people can support you. And I want to know what you're doing to sustain yourself on a daily basis as a full-time artist. I'm not sure how life works that way, but uh, I admire it. Let me do a screen share. We'll round out the conversation with a quote from Woodrow Wilson, who told us he knew he's the one that allowed the Federal Reserve to come into fruition in 1913. And he said, some of the biggest men in the United States in the field of commerce and manufacture are afraid of somebody, are afraid of something. They know that there's a power somewhere so organized, so subtle, so watchful, so interlocked, so complete, and so pervasive that they had better not speak above their breath when they speak in condemnation of it. Victor, I'm coming back to you. I've always said that he was describing the Rothschild intelligence apparatus, the Zionist mechanism of control. I think that's what Ye is trying to shine the light of truth on. And you can see the reaction by this system to people like Ye saying such things. They will destroy you if you speak too loudly, especially if you have a platform, especially if you're a black man in the United States with a platform like Ye. Yeah, the irony of that is uh, doesn't shouldn't escape anybody that uh, here they're they're just completely bullying um, a black man, you know. And and it's interesting because I mean, worse than the N word apparently is the J word. And uh, living here near Russia and surrounded by people who went through Holodomor and the Ukraine and none of that stuff is taught. Um, they're all like lesson, Victor. You got to wonder why they got kicked out of 109 countries, you know? And uh, that's a good question to ask. I mean, it's not anti-Semitic to wonder why a certain group of people uh, got kicked out of 109 countries. I mean, go down that rabbit hole. Why is that illegal to ask? Anyway, uh, um, the way that I've been supporting myself is uh, I, my faith in God has never been stronger. And so God has been sending me angels. I've quite literally been surviving on the kindness of strangers in this developing nation where people earn less than 50 cents an hour if they're lucky. Um, the unemployment rate here is huge. USAID is here. The uh, um, Peace Corps is here. So you know that it's a developing nation when they're here. And I agree with you, by the way, about those being CIA uh, agencies and how they're corrupt as heck. So, um, but if you want to support me uh, and help me uh, get through this, um, you could just visit my website, victorhugocollection.com, and there's a donate button there. And uh, people have been really uh, kind. And it's really weird because every time I get close to the edge where I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I've run out of food, I don't have a place to live. God always sends me angels, man. I've, I've, I've witnessed so many miracles and that's what keeps me going. I, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm not suicidal. This is such a beautiful life. It's such a beautiful world. And when you mentioned the thing about your son, I, I must say you're blessed. You have uh, children. There's so many people who, who, especially now with this death jab that makes you sterile. They'll never know that joy that you have. And let's say your son gives you, let's say like 23 hours of misery, that one hour that you see him smile and that he hugs you and that he loves you and he calls you dad. I mean, that's priceless, Sean. So, um, you know, that's what life's all about, man. I mean, this is a test for us to see past the misery and to see the joy that life, that life gives us, man. This is a gift. Life is a gift. And for those people who are suicidal, I mean, it's such a shame that suicide has become trendy now. I'm hearing that kids are just wanting to kill themselves to get likes on Facebook and Instagram. I mean, that's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, no, it's, it's a big thing now. 
It's heartbreaking. Well, you know what the uh, government of Canada is doing? They're paying yeah. for end of life procedures. They're paying yeah. to execute yeah. you. They're paying for government assisted suicide. Even for teenagers who are depressed, they can reach out for these services without parental consent. Now, if that's not demonic, if that's not pits of hell satanic, I don't know what is, Victor. Sean, you're aware of the, uh, uh, the it's called the, uh, um, the Goy genocide plan, the plan that was written in stone at the Georgia Guidestones uh, for 500 million people to be living. Yes. And yeah, uh, yeah. The, the elites are going to have 2,500 slaves each. So if you do the math with that, if there's 500 million people living and each one has 2,500 slaves, then you're literally going to be getting having about maybe 20,000 to, I think at the most, uh, uh, I think it's about 20,000 elites that will each have 2,500 slaves. I mean, I'm not a mathematician. Like um, who is that judge uh, that says she's not a biologist? She couldn't answer the question of what a woman is. Oh, these people are so pathetic. I know. I'm and not they're... a biologist. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not a mathematician. All I know is if there's going to be 500 million people and those elites are going to have 2,500 slaves, they're going to be getting rid of a lot of people. So if you but, think that you're in that group where they're telling you, oh, yeah, you know, uh, be a good doctor or nurse and kill these people off and we'll bring you with us, uh, you're, you're probably wrong, you know? Well, you know what? I know you're not the author of Les Mis, but maybe you ought to have been the author of Les Mis. Are these people not afraid? of an uprising? Are they not afraid of hurting the population so badly that the population, well, I guess you said it, Cliff High is predicting that is eventually what will happen. And there will be a comeuppance for these people. Are they not afraid yeah, of that? How are they not afraid of that? If I was Bill Gates, I don't think I'd be able to walk the streets feeling too comfortable at this point. And he's not. Don't be fooled. These people are starting to see it. This is starting to happen and history is repeating itself it always does so the pendulum is going to swing completely in the opposite direction and these people are going to regret what they did and and your answer to your question is in the end god wins so just uh, uh um you know stay on the road less traveled don't fall into the uh the the uh illusion of money. It's a Babylonian magic trick. I'm living proof, man. I used to live on millionaires row and I had a, 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 um, a convertible Lexus and a BMW and a Jeep and I was living on the beach and now I'm sleeping on couches with people who are kind enough to give me shelter and I'm just essentially begging for food. So I've been completely humbled, but I'll tell you what, I'm still in the game. And I know that this is just a temporary thing and that eventually I will be back in the United States and I will create industry again to uh, employ people, which is uh, what I do um, as an artist. Uh, uh, creating business is an art. And so I have much respect for those people out there. And if Elon Musk is one of the good guys, then I implore Elon Musk to look into Mike Sievert and to make sure that what he's doing is to help humanity and not kill humanity, because we got to think about what happens in the next phase of our existence, which I, I, I do believe that this is just a temporary uh, place that we're in. I call it soul currency, Sean. Um, it's worth way more than whatever money you have in your pocket. Soul currency and compassionate wealth. I hope that that's my life's work through the modern art music movement is to make people understand. I want to read something to you real quick before we go, because this is, this is explains it all. It says, uh, 
To rule well, you cannot hoard wealth. You must spread the bounty of your kingdom for prosperity to flow throughout the realm, which is so true. And then everyone takes joy in eating and drinking, yet none profit from hoarding. What you give to your people is forever yours, while what you keep is lost. And that's so true, man. You can't take it with you, you know? And yet, like I said, I, when people share uh, their food with me, and these are people who have very little, um, what we do have is we share our energy, our positive energy. And that's why they're trying to keep us divided, man. It's called the loosh. I don't know if you're familiar with that. They try to keep us in fear, in anxiety, in desperation. And they feed off of that. These people are satanic, man. But uh, th these people who live these simple lives, these farmers that I'm surrounded by, they share what little they have with me. And we share joy. We share laughter. Like I said, when you have the blessing of your son, when you get to see your son smile, that's priceless, Sean. You know that. That's soul currency, brother. Yeah, You're doing fine. God bless you. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the perspective. And I know that uh, the audience listening does, too. And I would just say one other thing. Uh, they make it so hard now to donate money and help people out. I had a PayPal account for, God, I don't know, 15 years. It was set up originally by my wife. So it was originally under her name. Then, I, you know, I don't know what happened, but I lost my PayPal account without cause, without warning, like a year and a half or two ago. And so it makes it really hard now to just easily send people money. And uh, I guess you could tell people how maybe they could help support you in terms of, I don't know, Venmo. Is there some avenue? where people could send you five, 10 bucks. Cause I had no idea people in Georgia made 50 cents an hour. I didn't know things were that bad there. Yeah. I mean, that's why I, I have been painting little things for them in exchange for food and stuff. So I've been getting around like that. Thank God. God gave me the talent of being an artist um, for people. Zell pay. If they go to my website, victorhugocollection.com, they can scroll there. I'm also accepting uh, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Litecoin, uh, for right now, PayPal is uh, allowing me to accept donations, but cell pay is the best. And another thing that I can do, and I've had angels uh, um, buy my art. I have art that's available in the Delray Beach, Florida area. And if you contact me at Victor Hugo Gallery at MSN.com, I can direct you to the gallery where my art is exhibited at. And uh, basically, right now, what I'm looking for is shelter for the winter. I need uh, a place to live and a place to have safe shelter until um, I'm able to go back home. And just so people understand, at first, it was because of the death jab. I wouldn't take the PCR test because I knew that um, that can uh, be a lobotomy. And I didn't take the death jabs because I knew when I was living in China, they told me how deadly that stuff was. But now the United States uh, Department of Homeland Security has declared anybody who doesn't believe that the 2020 election was stolen, that somehow Biden got 81 million votes hanging out in the basement, uh, you're considered a domestic terrorist. If you don't believe that uh, two buildings or two airplanes took down three buildings on September 11, 2001, and that Building 7 just came down, I don't know, inexplicably by an office furniture fire, then you're considered a, 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 a domestic terrorist. And if you also disagree with the uh, death jab and the uh, 
vaccines, you're also considered a domestic terrorist. I mean, it's it's. I, if I go back to the United States right now, I'd probably end up in a gulag alongside the uh, January 6th protesters. So I'm more valuable to my brothers and sisters at home uh, sharing information that I'm getting from people on the front lines here uh, with this war in Russia and the Ukraine than I am in in a jail cell in Washington, D.C. As soon as I arrive in the States, they probably have me on a list there. So um, I just basically need to survive until we get through this war. We're living World War III right now. And, and we, we're we going to get through this. We're going to get through this. And in the meantime, like I said, I just uh, I pray every day. There's little churches here. I go to the church and uh, uh, I talk to God and God tells me, don't worry, man, I got this. Just just uh, keep having faith. So, yeah. all right. Well, very good. And uh, it's no joke. I've done an abysmal job, abysmal, staying on top of those people who are political prisoners in our own country right now. Those people that were arrested because of January 6th and are still sitting in a Washington, D.C. gulag without a right to a speedy trial. It is an abomination. And I have done an abysmal job covering that story. I apologize to those people. I've thought about that a lot. If I was one of those people sitting in that dungeon, where is the help? Where is the outrage? Where is Trump? Where's the GOP? Where are constitutionalists screaming? Where are the marches to get these people freed? It's just insanity. And uh, there is political persecution in the United States of America right now. It's alive and well because of people like puppet president Joe Biden and his demonic administration. Guys, I'm going to try to leave the link below to Zell Pay. And by the way, I like art. Tell us more. Art in Delray Beach, Florida. Why don't you send me a link? People should be able to look at that and buy it if they want. All right, great. And you can also commission works of art for me, by the way. If you if you want something, just uh, send me an email to victorhugocollection.com or victorhugogallery at msn.com. By the way, the link on my website that email because uh, T-Mobile, Mike Stevert, uh cut off my service. I can't even get back into my website to change the email address on that. So people have been trying to send me emails that they can't. Well, it's because like I'm trying to tell people, I'm trying to warn you, um, if they shut you off from your phone, you, you won't even be able to do business. So they've shut me. They've shut down my business. Anyway, Victor Hugo Gallery at msn.com is the best way to reach me. And uh, yeah, you can commission works of art or purchase. I've got uh, uh, works of art in uh, a warehouse in New Jersey as well. So yeah, anything you could do to help me uh, get some shelter this winter I would be much appreciated. And one other thing, Sean, I just want to remind people, I'm not the only one that's been stranded by this uh, U.S. government. There's still people in Afghanistan. Afghanistan and around the world that are like me. And uh, one of the saddest things is that when I try to get help from my government, um, they're hiring these people who just uh, are so incompetent. They literally think that I'm in Georgia. So they tell me to just go ahead and walk <laughs> to Savannah or to Atlanta. And I'm like, no, I'm in the Republic of Georgia, which is a country thousands of miles away. And uh, there's no direct flights from where I'm at because I'm in a very remote part between the Caucasus Mountains and the Black Sea. Uh, you know, I'm not far from where Noah's Ark was discovered, by the way, just so you know. Oh, Mount Ararat in Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very familiar right on with the border. I'm right on the border with Turkey, man. So it's like, you know, and these people, they, they just think I can walk to the local uh, Veterans Administration. I'm like, no. And then when I go to the embassy and I speak to, uh, I tried to speak with Ambassador Kelly Degnan. I've sent her so many letters. 
they end up doing their background research on me. And because I have openly admitted that I voted for uh, Trump twice and that I'm a patriot and that I love my country, uh, it seems like the ambassadors that we have in these countries, they hate America. It's so weird. Um, yeah, so they've denied me access to speak to the ambassador. And when I go to the embassy, instead of helping me, they try to get me to sign this uh, repatriation loan that puts me in a debt trap. And they also want to take my passport, which eliminates all the evidence that I have of me ever having uh, gone to China and my 10-year visa to go back to China. See, they don't want me telling the story that I have because it undermines everything that they've been telling people. I know that the virus came out of Wuhan, and I know that that virus uh, uh, was spread so that the 2020 election could be uh, stolen. And the Chinese know it, and they know that uh, uh, Beijing Biden is being uh, blackmailed. And so this is all the stuff that they don't want people to know. And uh, I'm, I'm sharing it. I'm not afraid. Well, I appreciate you. It's been nice getting to know you. I will leave the links below. If you can remember to send those to me via email, I will, le I will leave them in the link. I will leave them right below this interview. And uh, yeah, I tell you what, man, uh, as far as those that orchestrated this plan, this anti-human plan against us, people like Fauci, um, the NIH, the CDC, the FDA, Pfizer, et cetera, the Chinese government, we need accountability, not amnesty. This comes from Quoth the Raven over on Zero Hedge. The Atlantic just pitched a piece to the American people saying, hey, look, it was the cloud of war. We had no idea, you know, the lockdowns. We we're just trying to do the best we can to try to help people, shutting down people's businesses, enforcing vaccinations and experimental use authorization vaccine on people. We didn't know any better. So well, let's just have amnesty and let's all move forward together. No, these people need to be brought to justice for what they've done. And I pray that happens. We get such I agree precious little justice in this world, Victor. I agree with you 100%, uh, Sean. I saw that as well. And the problem with no accountability is that it'll just be repeated. So if we want to continue as a civilization, there has to be accountability. And there's such a thing as uh, um, righteous indignation. And uh, now is the time for people to uh, not allow this evil to get away with it because they didn't. They knew what they were doing, 100%. and I and I always say, I'm just an artist. How did I know all this stuff? How right. come the CIA and the intelligence agencies that were living in China alongside me, um, how come they didn't warn the people? So, I mean, like I said, I, I'm just an artist, man, and I know more about what's going on than the CIA. Give me a yeah. break, and I'm not a spook. Like I said, if I was a spook, I wouldn't be on your show, and I, <laughs> you know. So, well, you know, before I hit record, too, I told you, uh, as far as spooks go, I just mean anybody involved at all in any level, even people like Ray Epps, who I believe was handled by the FBI on January 6th. That guy was an asset. So there's so many assets out there. So you'll have to forgive me for asking the question, but you answered it perfectly well. Um, I respect you for asking that question, Sean. Uh, please don't ask forgiveness. You are more of a journalist than anybody on CNN and MSNBC and Fox News. These are all the questions that they should have been asking and they're not. So uh, we are the news now 
And don't ask for forgiveness for daring to ask questions that need to be asked, Sean, please. Well, thanks, Victor. I appreciate you. All right, guys, the links are below. Our guest has been Victor Hugo. We'll have to do this again. Let us know if we can help in the future, Victor. God bless you all. And remember, never give up, never surrender. Keep shining. Live, love, flow. We're going to get through this. All right. Amen. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. If you've been listening via Podbean or iTunes, we appreciate you. You can watch these interviews over at thephaser.com, sgtreport.com, sgtreport.tv, BitChute, or Rumble. And boy, are the Rumble views picking up. It's gratifying. We're almost back to YouTube view count levels over on Rumble. The channel there is SGT Report. And guys, I'll remind you every single day for free, visit us directly at sgtreport.com. That is the antidote to corporate propaganda and mockingbird mainstream media lies. May God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. And in hydrogel, in the last week, we've come to find the most secret and key ingredient in it is cesium-137. And I wanted to get uh, with Dr. Vleet about it. I think she's just become aware of this. That, you know, this is a, a radioactive material, and it's in the hydrogel that is also now being included in um, insulin. So they're putting it in all injectables, whether that's your tetanus shot or insulin. They are they are uploading into people the operating system. That's what that's what this whole COVID thing was about. So what we've also come to find is that 5G can't work without cesium 137.